0: I've been a securities and environmental lawyer for 35 years, and I'm standing underneath the banner of my alma mater, which says something loosely translated, uh, don't pull your punches. Um, And um, uh, So this is going to be, and I'm gonna talk about theology a little bit, uh, which is gonna be my first slide. So I just had to really wipe the slate clean so that I could get all of that done, and that you could appreciate it. So this is going to be about what I call the Tower of Babel, and why, uh, with a little bit of history, uh, this tower is in the process of being reinvented, even while the things that are being done and discussed here uh, are are underway. Uh, and, and, uh, and also we have seen this movie. It's sort of like the Ten Commandments. We've seen this movie before this Tower of Babel, except that the roles are kind of different. Uh, who is God here, and what does God want us to do, and what happens? And I also have a different take on it from, a, from a, the standpoint of what does it mean. I think it is a tremendous testament to, no pun intended, uh, the creativity uh, and the entrepreneurship of the human brain that we are babblizing ourselves right now. Uh, And what I'm going to do is talk a little bit about an organization that only pays me in hugs uh, and nothing else, uh, and and uh, on whose board I do not sit, and on whose advisory council I sit, but who I think has a fundamentally right idea, that is grounded in materiality uh, as the SEC defines it, which doesn't include, by the way, all carbon disclosure. It includes um, other things, which we hopefully will get to, uh, and is using that principle as the place where the rubber meets the road in the financial markets to be the most meaningful definition for the sort of KPIs and metrics that everybody's talking about. So there's a little bit of something for everybody here. There's certainly something for the energy point approach. Uh, And there is, if you think of the Microsoft campus and talk about that campus as the entire financial marketplace, that's really kind of what's going on. Uh, And what's going on with SASB is that they are focusing on that intersection as the place where the most meaningful and the most um, intense work can and should be done. So, um, uh, but we've seen this movie before. And this is something, a little piece of history that most people really don't understand. You think of the world perhaps, if you think about this at all, as after 1929, uh, there was uh, a, a terrible thing that happened, and sunshine came in, in the words of one of our wonderful Supreme Court justices, uh, and, and the SEC was created, and the 34 Act and the 33 Act were created, and that's, from then on, we were about transparency, and we were about uh, uh, financial metrics that, at least, while they were limited in their scope, did what they needed to do, and that's, and that's how we've been kind of cooking along for the last 70 years. Um, But the important thing to understand is that when the SEC itself was created uh, back in the day, it really opted out uh, of being arbiter, opted out of being God, uh, and elected in the financial metrics world only to, last words, criticize and prod. That's the position it took. Uh, And so things were fine until the late 50s and early 60s, when another thing that we take for granted began to happen, which was fast financial activity, lending of a large scope, like what Alan talked about, M&A, which is now, we sort of say that the way we say M&Ms, it just kind of comes off our mouth, M&A, it didn't really exist until the early 1960s, and there was an enormous new furor. Uh, Because the accounting profession, which was not yet truly principles-based and was organized with governing bodies that were not responsive, was really incapable of handling that. Uh, And so there was a crisis because there was pent-up interest, demand, sophistication in these areas which we now take as routine. This has really all been done before. Uh, and so, there, there was a, a commission that was founded called the Wheat Commission, uh, and in 1972, it published a report, 1970, 1972, published a report, which really, for the first time, said, let's move to a principles-based accounting phenomenon, together with all the little bells and whistles that we now know as the evolving and nuanced, but still really neatly balance sheet-based, FASB with an F, uh, principles of how we read the financial worth of any particular companies. So that's the the world of 50 years ago. Um, Now... Uh, For a lot of the reasons that you guys know and have heard about, we are in the process, in my view, of the same beginnings of turmoil that existed in the 40s and the 50s purely on financial terms, but the fact that there are 200 plus or minus here and 400 plus or minus in the Seattle conference at which I spoke and industry groups and trade associations enormously interested in this, there is a roiling marketplace and demand and need for this sort of data and this sort of information, and there really are no places and no buckets to put it. We're really doing this over again. So everybody knows these numbers. They 've cast around all over the place, trillions and trillions of dollars interested in understanding correlations, interested in understanding the marketplace, interested in Uh, In making, for their own benefit, perhaps, nothing bad with that, uh, but also for social purposes, some sort of uh, connection between these two things, and that's what's happening right now. That's how we get to SASB. That's how this movie circles back on itself. Um, And where we are, Alan spoke about it briefly, uh, is uh, that there are many voices, and this is what I meant about inventiveness and creativity. There are many, many people working on getting the same sorts of answers to the same question. But unfortunately, which is where the Tower of Babel comes in, they're not speaking the same language. Um, And the Tower of Babel was actually a punishment in the biblical story for a civilization that collaborated too well uh, and was building a tower to a false god. So the answer in the Bible was to blow the nations up, scatter them, and make them talk differently. Well, surprise, we've just done that to ourselves again, second time, as in the pre MA area. We have blown ourselves up, and we're talking different stuff. And so at the core, uh, what a speaker might call a takeaway, is uh, <laughs> that SASB, by focusing on what comes out of this uh, linguistic sausage machine and linking it to market materiality is addressing that issue because the reasonable investor under U.S. securities law and under well-established U.S. capital market principles needs to know and needs to care, and it, that, that information needs to be something that they would consider to be substantial and influence their decision about whether to put their money on the table. And that, at the end of all these graphs and charts, is where SASB has decided to focus. And that's why I think they're right, even though they only pay me in hugs. That's not right. So, that's the new Babel, right? So, everybody's in this game. Industry leaders, trade associations, NGOs, you, everybody, are in this game. INCR, and, and with different sets of objectives, and no common language. Huge problem. So, SASB is uh, a, a, an organization. It's got a website. It is, uh, it is multi-stakeholder. It is open. It is transparent. It is rigorous. It has ANSI accreditation as a standard-setting body. A- and it will take on all comers and take on ideas from all sectors. So, they're, they're not... A command and control regulatory body, just as FASB is not a command and control regulatory body. They're just an open forum, open slate. If you agree with the fundamental principle that by focusing on market materiality, you are ultimately going to be able to leverage in the capital markets your best result. And if you also agree with the fundamental principle that you need to be able to mean the same thing when you say the same word, Like, for example, materiality itself. It's not a synonym for important. There's 30 years of Supreme Court law that tells us that it's different. And if you believe that the American capital markets, even in a global financial system, are going to be a dominant, standard-setting, de facto, standard-setting body of themselves, then the pertinence of U.S. materiality is hopefully self-apparent. So, um, What SASB does, uh, as you might imagine, we can just really breeze through these things uh, because it is market rigor on the inbound, uh, a preparation phase, a day-gathering phase, uh, and then uh, a series of flotations of ideas, discussion back and forth with the end result intended to be something that is relevant, useful, cost-effective, comparable, and auditable. In other words, the working definition of what it means to be talking about the same language in a financial marketplace. Uh, And each working group in each industrial sector needs to decide that that's what they're talking about. And you end up uh, with a pool of things which could be, which are important to the industry and are material with a small m to the sector and could be material with a capital M to any reporting company because it is management's decision about whether they're gonna need to, have to, going to say anything about those things. So that's it. That's the secret cake. That's what's going on. Um, And the materiality map talks about not importance to stakeholders, generally, and importance to management on the other axis, but it talks about the likelihood of occurrence and the magnitude of impact, uh, and then in the upper green corner, required disclosure. So it is, uh, these are things which, before the investing community is going to part with its money, uh, are going to consider to be uh, pertinent in the total mix of information, in the total mix of information made available. So that's back-end QA, QC. Um, and that I think is really an intriguing list of things, and this means in all languages, hurry the hell up, veritas, of what of what SASB can accomplish. All right? But I want to focus on the fourth bullet, because I think for this group it may be among the most intriguing things. So the Supreme Court articulation of materiality in TSC versus Northway talks about a substantial likelihood that disclosure would have been viewed by a reasonable investor as having significantly altered the total mix of information made available. I would submit, and this is really a wild card in this process, that with all the pent-up capital market interest in this, all of the interest in the room in this, it, it is quite feasible... Uh, That the SASB process, simply by creating a marketplace and a forum for these ideas across multiple industry sectors, will come to redefine, because it's a very fluid concept, what the reasonable investor is and what they expect. In other words... How important is this? In the late 1970s, when the SEC looked at it, they just said there was insufficient, this was a petition by the NRDC, insufficient investor interest in these issues. And I would submit that that we've at least crossed over some uh, initial threshold as to whether there is sufficient investor interest. But the consequence of that is not... Oh, it's important to lots of people, so we'll have more people coming to these conferences. The importance of that in the SASB is that it is going to redefine the working molecular basis for how uh, the SEC looks at these things because it will redefine materiality and what materiality means and why. No tough love from you. Thank you.